Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of The Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. You made us watch. Why'd you make us watch this? You made us watch something we didn't like. Next time we'll watch something we like. But we can't believe you made us watch. You made, made us, us watch, watch Lake, Lake Mungo. Mungo. So this is another Johnny Mockney recommended movie. Way better than Waterworld. It was. I misunderstood him. I I did too. This popped up when I did the Scream House episode of We Are Movies for Johnny, along with Brett Hayden. And Johnny said that it was really upsetting. And I think I... I thought that meant that it was like hereditary upsetting. Yeah. That it was so scary and so... And like graphic. That, it, that that's why it was like that? It is not. <laughs> no, it is very existentially upsetting. Yes. Like, it's very sad. It's extremely sad. But still, I, I think a good Halloween movie. Yeah. It is about a family. At the very beginning, their daughter, Alice, mm -hmm. drowns. Yeah, well, they're out, like, having a picnic as a family. And just strange stuff starts happening to the family that makes you think her ghost is haunting yeah. the family. There are still some unresolved issues. And this is one that I would like to try to... I don't think we need to walk through the plot, but no. I think we should talk about some of the stuff like overall and you know there there will be spoilers for this i i yeah, don't think spoiler alert so if you want to watch this watch them you know watch it before you listen to this because yeah gonna it, talk about. it's currently on amazon prime mm -hmm. and very worth watching we went in completely blind yeah all i knew was that johnny had said that it was really upsetting and i'm like ooh, like hereditary so that's like kind of where my expectations were i did not know for at least a good 15 or 20 minutes whether or not this was a documentary or not because this is an australian film mm -hmm. and none of the people in it as far as i've been able to tell have really crossed over into american mm -hmm. um no. notoriety at all i i didn't really the boyfriend character mm -hmm. is apparently in queen of the damned but since that came out so long ago he was probably really young in it. I was going to say, was he a child in it? Like, was he a baby? Because yeah. I don't... He looks maybe 20. Right. But th that was really the only thing that I saw. Mm -hmm. um, it's very effective. It's very well done. The acting in it is so... I was going to say supernatural, but that would make it sound like ghost. It is incredibly natural. Yeah, it is. I will say um, that there are... 
so there are some scenes where like they're zooming in on like videotape and zooming in or um, showing cell phone footage and it's very hard to watch because it's so pixelated and kind yeah. of jumping all over the place so it's like there were a couple of times where I'm like I don't know what I'm supposed to be seeing like when they first re- when they first find her phone out at Lake Mungo and I didn't realize that it was her phone that had that footage where they were like we she saw her dead self I thought it was the friends because they were looking at the friends footage beforehand. So it took me a minute to realize that that's what was going on, that the footage where she sees her dead self was her own phone yeah, and not the friends phones. And then in a couple of the, the one where um, she walks across the hall, mm-hmm. like in the, where the camera set up, I had no idea what I was supposed to be looking at until he, she walks through the, the, the hallway yeah because there's something like kind of floating there already that's like probably just like an umbrella or something mm-hmm. but it like i can see it in the dark and i'm like i don't what am i supposed to be seeing or like when you see her in the mirror on top of the like dresser there yeah i, I, I couldn't I didn't catch see that it. i couldn't see it until they pointed it out later yeah i was like oh <laughs> like that's what i was supposed to be looking at which i think is good because it kind of makes you they don't beat you over the head with it it's so subtle you could miss it yeah and it's kind of giving it it turns out that a lot of this footage was faked yes. by the son but the brother yeah because he and- wanted um I don't really understand what he wanted. Was it to just, like, get the body exhumed so that they could prove that it was her because the mom was so freaked out? Or I can't remember what his motives were, but they were... I think... I feel like he was saying, he's like, my mom had it in her head that it wasn't, Yeah, you know, his sister. So he tried to do the ghost stuff to make her realize that she was dead. So, but... It ended up just becoming a thing where they had her body exhumed and DNA tested to prove that it was her. Yeah. And it was her. And then we start to find out that she had this entirely secret life going on. Yeah. Where she was engaged in, even if it was a consensual sexual relationship. She's 16. With the parents of the kids she was babysitting. Yeah. Um, she was still a child. Yeah, she was 16. They're adults. Yeah, like, and and it was a group thing, and there's... Um, a videotape of it. Yeah, videotape of it, and it, it doesn't seem super consensual, but... So, it kind of just seems like she's sitting on a bed for a while, and she's, like, waiting. I sort of feel like it's a thing where they're trying to talk her into it. Yeah. Because it kind of keeps jumping forward. Like, she's sitting there for a long time before finally they start, like, having sex. And I'm like, whoa, wait. Like, where it's just her for a really long time. And then finally right. they come in and you're like, wait, what? The family ends up finding out that all this stuff was going on with her. And um, and they didn't, you know, like, her friends didn't know. Her boyfriend didn't know. You know, that that's where the dread comes in. Where no matter how close you are with someone, you re- kind of realize that you really only know as much about them as they, they want, want you, you to, to know. See, yeah. And so that was one of the things that was upsetting to Johnny. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I definitely see that 
Yeah, know. it made me really sad when we got to that. Yeah. I was like, Yeah, this oh, isn't honey. a movie that creeped me out at all, but this was a movie that made me feel incredibly sad. Yeah, it's one of the things that it kind of comes down to in the end is that before she dies, Alice goes to see this psychic and he uses the same like guide to get you to go into like your Yeah, trance. it's a uh, the character was Ray, Ray. Kemeny. Yeah. And the whole time I kept worrying because we're friends with a comedian, Rob. Rob Kemeny. Kemeny. <laughs> and I was like, wait, have we been saying Rob Kemeny wrong? Because this guy pronounced his name Kemeny. He said Kemeny and then the mom pronounced it as Kemeny. And I was like, they didn't get on the same page about pronouncing it. But Rob Kemeny is such a nice guy because he's Canadian and they yes. just are. <laughs> um, yes. I'm really worried that I've been saying Rob Kemeny's name wrong for the last 10, 10 plus years. years that I've known <laughs> oh him. God, I hope and not. And he just, you know, hasn't wanted- too nice to yeah. say anything. Yeah. I hope not. I feel really bad. Yeah. In any case. um, So Alice goes to see the psychic. He uses the same kind of like guide to get you into your trance right where it's like you're outside of your house now go inside your house tell me what tell you me see. what you see go into your room yeah. um so and the mom also sees the psychic after the daughter dies but the psychic never tells the mom until much later that he had seen the yeah. daughter before and it seems like the two of them are seeing each other in one another's visions. Yeah. Where the mom comes in and she sees her daughter and she's like, she doesn't say anything, but she looks really sad. Right. And then the daughter's like, my mom comes in, she doesn't say anything, and then she's gone. Yeah. And that was really sad. Yeah, because it gets sad at the end, too, because they were so... The pictures that were faked and the videos that were faked mm -hmm. by the brother... You find out that there are actual images yeah. of Alice in there, but everyone was looking at the more deliberate. Yeah, the ones that were faked. Um, like, he has a picture of his backyard that he keeps taking. Yeah. And he overlays a photo of his sister into it that's, like, kind of obvious. But then when because you look... Because it's in the center of the Because it's in the center of the picture, but then when you look all the way to the right, She's actually sitting in the corner of the yard, like, yeah. under a tree. And you're like, oh. And you know what's sad about that is I was reading the trivia for this. Uh -huh. And the two images where her spirit is in the photos mm. are in there the initial times they show them. But we didn't even we didn't think even to look. didn't even think to look anywhere else. Yeah. <sighs> so, it kind of ends with the family, like, okay, moving on. Even though her spirit was really there. Yeah. And it just kind of makes you... It makes you feel so sad because it's like, you know, they really didn't know what was going on with her, you know, in her life. And they're kind of forgetting her in yeah. death, which feels so awful. Yeah, they were overlooking parts of her life and then they were overlooking parts of her death. And yeah. And then the other thing that upset Johnny that didn't upset me as much, but I guess when you think about it, it is the biggest jump scare of it. The cell phone footage that you were talking about where she comes face yeah. to face with her the dead, dead version self. of herself, which is bloated from having from being underwater water for a few days. Yeah. And just kind of comes out of the darkness. And yeah, like she's walking around um, there. She's at Lake Mungo with some friends and 
Um, the friends notice that she's kind of upset and that she seems, you know, kind of like out of it and that she wanders off by herself and she has her cell phone for light and she's coming up on something and it just looks like just like a sliver of a figure. And then she gets closer and closer and closer and then comes face to face with the dead version of herself and then you see like the phone like move around like she's running away but just the thought of coming face to face with the your dead own ver- mortality yeah. yeah it's um at 16 yeah this is such a sad movie i mean it's not a fun halloween movie at all but it's a very good movie yeah it's really good which i i hope people would have watched before listening to this because we just spoiled everything (laughs) yeah and i really feel like this is one of those things where you really need to go in completely blind like you and i did yeah like don't really know anything about it other than like the simple plot synopsis that you know they kind of have for you on amazon where it's like such and such happens yeah alice palmer dies then strange things starts happening to the family yeah like that's all we knew yeah because that's all i looked up before we watched it i really admire that natural acting ability too to make it seem completely unscripted and like real dialogue that people have Mm -hmm. and you and i do a thing that we are prohibited from talking about where Mm -hmm. we do regular acting yeah where it has to sound completely completely real even though a lot of times we are playing these heightened yeah, heightened versions of oftentimes ridiculous situations, but we have to play them as genuine. And mm-hmm. sometimes it can be challenging to yeah. make ridiculous scenarios sound yeah plausible enough that people don't know that you know they're fake. Yeah, everyone in this movie was. Re- I mean, I think it also helps. Because there were all these actors that I didn't recognize. That's one of the things that I really like about movies like this or like more independent movies that don't really have like a big name attached. I feel like it's so easy to kind of lose yourself in the story. Yeah. And be much more engaged with it. Whereas, you know, with something like um, like Sinister. Right. Where Ethan Hawke is in it. Like you're like, oh, it's, it's Ethan Hawke. You know, even though... You know, you're supposed to be kind of getting lost in the story. You're still kind of distracted that it's Ethan Hawke. I think Australia does a lot of these, I guess here we would call them soap operas, but they're Mm -hmm. not soap operas as we would think of them in the States. They're just like these series that run for a long time. And a lot of the family members in this are in an Australian series that lasted uh, 12 years called Blue Healers, and there are like 510 episodes, and it's about a Victorian police department. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's probably funny to us where, you know, we're like, oh, wow, you know, these are all people that we don't know, but maybe in Australia they're like, oh, oh yeah, no, those are <laughs> cast yeah. members from the, <laughs> a variety of these TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this came out after the Blue Healers series was on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, the brother was in a couple years of it. The dad was in one year of it. Mm-hmm. The mom was in two years of it. And it's kind of funny, too, that they weren't all in at the same time. Oh, that's either. funny. Yeah. So, so it wasn't like, oh, hey, you yeah. again. It's like, oh, yeah, we all kind of worked. It's like 
when you run into someone who like worked at the place you used to work at, but you didn't work there at the same time. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> then you're like, is so-and-so still there? Oh, okay. I do think it's kind of funny, too, that the girl who played Alice Palmer is in a comedy as well. Uh, is she? It's an Australian comedy called That's Not Me. Mm-hmm. But I always think it's kind of funny when these people that we see in these mm-hmm. really upsetting, emotionally heavy roles also like, do comedy. <laughs> like Tony Collette. Yeah. <laughs> From Hereditary, and then you see her in, like, something hilarious, like Krampus. Right. Or... What was that uh, series that we watched about it? Half of it was from the perspective of the serial killer. And the other half was from the female cop. It's Jillian Anderson in that. Yeah, the, the fall. The fall. That's it. Because Jamie Dornan is a serial killer in that. But then he's like Mr. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious. The nurse who's in it, you know, in a heavier, serious, dramatic, creepy role mm-hmm. is Isling B, who's... A stand-up that's comedian. Right, yeah. That's right. So I see her a lot on, you know, these British panel shows. Mm-hmm. And I've watched her stand-up, too, because she's really funny. Yeah. But I always think of her first as the nurse from the fall. The nurse from the fall. Yeah. yeah that is funny when you see people like that. Yeah. That is pretty neat. So I really like Lake Mungo a lot. I did, too. Um, it was, I mean, it's it's heavier than I thought it would be. Yeah. And it, it is incredibly sad. Yeah, it, it's like Johnny sold it exactly right, but my expectations were exactly wrong. Yeah, like he... Because it is upsetting. It, it is incredibly upsetting. I was worried that it was going to be an hour and a half of the oh, asthma God. attack and hereditary, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was a little bit worried about that, too, because your mom was watching it with us. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Because we already had to talk her out of watching Hereditary once. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to feel so bad if this is, like, super fucked up. And she has to sit here and watch it. And I like that it's also sort of like another Australian scary movie, Babadook, mm-hmm. in that yeah. it leaves you with a lot to think about. Yeah, I do like that um, it was a film that really um, has you consider your relationships with like your family and your friends and you know you know they say even in the very beginning like you know she was someone who kept secrets and she kept it a secret that she kept secrets yeah you know this was one of those movies that did a really good job of laying everything out Mm -hmm. probably in the first two minutes yeah and then you know it kind of comes full circle and that is a thing that like you know i think we forget about people is that Sometimes people keep secrets and, you know, you don't really know that they keep secrets until yeah. that, you know, something devastating happens. You and I share a computer mm-hmm. and you have the passcode for my phone. You have the one for mine, too. I don't know yours, though. <laughs> oh my God, I've told it to you seven million times. I know. I should write it down sometime. <laughs> I can't believe you don't know it. Oh. That's so funny. You're cute. Yeah. When my friend Rafi's husband, Robert, died, Yeah, she didn't know how to get into his phone mm-hmm. to let a lot of the people that he knew yeah. know that he died. And ever since then, I have wanted to make sure that you had access to everything of mine. Mm-hmm. So if something bad happened to me, just because the age difference between them 
was similar between the age difference between us. And if I'm going to have you have access to everything of mine, I don't want there to be anything that you're like, oh my God, I I don't want to find (laughs) this, you know? Yeah. So I try to live as open and honest with you as possible. Yeah, I do too. I try to not ever do anything. And I, I think I'm very successful with that, that I would never do anything behind your back that I wouldn't want you to see. Mm -hmm. So that's just kind of how it is i don't care if you go through my purse it's funny because i'll be like you grab that out of my purse and i'm you'll not going still- through your purse oh my god <laughs> i'll lose a hand i know Ugh. it is really funny because i'll be like oh it's in my wallet which is in my purse and you just bring my purse over you're like you do I it just yeah no just i know i got a really big purse now. you carry a purse and a tote bag well no i got the big purse so i don't carry the tote bag anymore because i used to carry a purse and a tote bag and now i only carry a purse i just don't understand i i can't explain it to you i don't know either it just happened well the other day i got to work and i had socks a thing of baby food and a bottle in my purse (laughs) i was like going to get i was going to put my car keys in and i'm like how did this happen (laughs) It's weird. Well, I'm really glad that we watched this movie. I I like any time I get to watch a movie that makes me think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, beyond the surface level of Lake Mungo, if you dive beneath the waters of Lake Mungo, (laughs) there is a lot to process and a lot to chew on. Yeah, like your bloated corpse. Yeah. (laughs) This is two water-based movies that Johnny has recommended. Johnny, what are you doing to us? No, but this one was really good. Yeah, this one was very good. Waterworld is a disaster, and I never want to see it again. It turns out if you get, like, smaller bodies of water, then we like... Next, I'm hoping Johnny recommends a movie called um, Cup of Water. (laughs) (laughs) Just a drop of water. Yeah. Single drop. Yeah, the smaller the water, smaller the body of water, the better the film. The better the film. So far... So good. This week was supposed to be Candyman with Sam Rager, but mm-hmm. Sam is unfortunately not feeling very well. No. So the plan is hopefully we will do Candyman next weekend. If we do end up doing that, then I think we'll end up having a bonus episode this month because I think we should watch the other movie recommended by Dougie for another You Made Us watch mm-hmm. this month. What is that one called? Play safe. That one is called Behind the Mask. Okay. We may have a bonus episode this month then. Which is fine because I love it's our favorite. Well, it's my favorite holiday. Yeah. Until next week. Bye bye. Bye. Hey, are you really mad? Okay, let's record this one for real now. Will you fucking tell me?